You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. If you would come with me, please, to Acts of the Apostles 27. We have a theme for this day and this summit, the Men Under Authority Summit 2019. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, please, Acts 27, and we're going to read from verse 19. Acts 27, we'll read from verse 19. Are we there? Okay. I give a bit of background. Okay, I'll read and I give a bit of background. On the third day, we threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. Now, when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest beat on us, all hope that we would be saved was finally given up. If you have your Bible, I'd like you to underline that part. But after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve. Saying, do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you, all those who sail with you. 25. Therefore, take heart, men. Men, take heart. Women, take heart. Children, take heart. People of God, take heart. Why? For I believe God that it will be just as it was told me 26 continues he says however we must run aground on a certain island now when the 14th night had come as we are driven up and down in the Adriatic take sea about midnight the sailors sensed that they were drawing near some land and they took soundings and found it to be 20 fathoms and when they had gone a little further they took soundings again and found it to be 15 fathoms then fearing lest we should run aground on the rocks they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for day to come and as the sailors were seeking to escape from the ship when that let down the skiff into the sea the skiff is like the small boat that should be like the safety boat under pretense of putting out anchors from the prop Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, Unless this man stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the skiff and let it fall off. And as the day was about to dawn, Paul implored them all to take food, saying, Today is the 14th day you have waited and continued without food and eating nothing. Know that these men have fasted for 14 days. Praise the Lord. No food, no water. How many of us have done no food, no water for 14 days? 
No food with water 14 days. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, let condition not make you do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Anyway, just uh, He said, therefore, I urge you, 34, to take nourishment, for this is for your survival. Since not a hair will fall from the head of any of you. And when he had said these things, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. Then they were all encouraged and also took food themselves. And in all, there were 276 persons on the ship. Let's stop there. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. I believe King James Version will say there were 276 men on the ship. Can we see? Okay, say souls. Praise the Lord. Brethren, this morning we want to look into the word of God and we want to see what the Lord is saying to us from this thing. If you missed the meeting on Wednesday, please get the tape. Pastor Mecca did a wonderful job ministering to us from the same thing. And for that reason, some of the areas will not be touched. But one thing we want to pick from here is that troubles, challenges, storms are normal part of your world. Praise the Lord. Troubles, challenges, you know, difficulties, resistance, obstacles, enemies, all of that are what? Normal part of the world you live in. Even Cartoon Network, when they create their stories and their enemies, and it's supposed to be for children, the moment you have a child that starts going to school, you will find the child come back and complain that what? Somebody is looking for his or her what? Trouble. The moment you have two children, there will be problems between two of them. Challenges and difficulties are citizens of our world. Praise the Lord, somebody. You must settle that. However, in this same world, God has given you and I the solution, the weapon with which we can overcome. In fact, in the book of Revelation, where we are told of what will happen at the end, what God promised is that those who overcome, those who overcome, it means those who faced troubles and who overcame troubles, they are the ones that will eat of the tree of life. They are the ones that will inherit the kingdom. Why am I saying that? I'm saying that because the imagination and the expectation that you will not have resistance is a deception. Praise the Lord. Anywhere that is beneficial, any direction that is good for you. How many of us had troubles, you know, waking up with oversleeping when we're students? You had problems sleeping too much. You just wanted to sleep. Praise the Lord. And you were sleeping well. How many of us now that you are not a student, you're looking for sleep is a prayer point. You see, whatever is necessary for you at any point in time, somehow 
The world knows how to make it difficult for you. Why? Because it is the way this system has been what? Designed. It's the way it's been designed. In fact, everything that moves, we said it here some time ago, everything that moves, moves by overcoming resistance. You know the car you drive? Praise God. With those beautiful wheels that you have, with a perfect engine on the car, if they reduce, if they reduce the resistance between the tire and the road to zero, no resistance, you know you will rev your car and rev your car and you won't move. The tire will be spinning. And you won't go anywhere. You know why? Because the road is not fighting with the tire. That your car moves, that the plane flies, is because the wind is resisting the plane. So it rises on top of it. Praise the Lord. That the ship sails is because the water is resisting it. Everything that makes progress in life is designed to progress by overcoming what? Resistance. I want you to settle that. So where the apostle Paul here begins to talk, and it was Luke that recorded this, on verse 19 it says, on the third day, this was after they had made, you know, the mistake of setting on this journey. They threw the ship's tackle overboard, and they said for days, neither sun nor stars appeared. I can't imagine such a day. A whole day, no sun, no star, none of that. But the word there says, all hope that they should be saved was what? Finally giving up. And at this point, we had seen that they had stopped eating. They had stopped doing anything that made sense. I mean, they were not fasting really. But you see, who just wants to eat to take the food to the grave? Are you with me? There was nothing to eat for. There was nothing, nine days, no, there was not. They, they were in a place of hopelessness. Why? Because there was no solution to the problem they had. But somebody say, thank God. Thank God. Because when men come to their wit's end, our God, who is what? Almighty, has not even begun. Praise the Lord, somebody. The assurance that you and I have is that the world we are in does not contain our God. Our God contains his world. He is extra to the world. He is not circumscribed by the world. So all these things that I've said as introduction is what happens where? Within the world. But thank God that when God created us, he desired a relationship with us. Are we together? He desired a relationship. He wants to be involved in his world. So if anything, if anything, and we know that all things do what? Work together for good to those who what? Love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. God created this world. I mean, don't mind all the enemies doing. But he said, anytime you call on me, I will do what? I will answer. I will intervene. I will come into my created world and make things right. Are you with me? So troubles and challenges, they are not the last bus stop. Difficulties are not the last bus stop. 
And I believe most of us here are Nigerians. The challenge our country is going through now does not mean that is what it should end with. It means that is the situation we should take advantage of. I bet you, child of God, the Bible says, gross darkness shall do what? Cover the peoples. But what should you do? It said, arise what? And shine. Tell somebody you need to arise. Understand what I'm saying here. Troubles in the world, but God is not in the world. The men and the people who are facing these troubles, it behoves them to go extraterrestrial. Are you with me? In this passage we read, Paul made a statement. He said, an angel of the God whom, to whom I belong and whom I do what? I serve. He said, appear to me. Now the Bible makes us understand that angels are the messengers of God that are sent to do what? To minister to his saints. Okay? Now, we will find where the Bible said God had granted to Paul his request and had also saved the men that were traveling with him. The first thing I want you to take today coming to church is that your challenges are occasions to approach God. Troubles are occasions to do what? To invite God. They are not occasions to run away. There are not occasions to faint. There are occasions that will make you know that you are not sufficient to handle this. Remember when that journey started, if you go back to the beginning, at a point, see what happened. Paul the apostle said, let's not make this trip. I perceive that this trip is going to lead to danger to the sheep and to the cargo and not even to mention ourselves. And when Paul said that, the Bible said, look at the people. The Bible said the centurion did not believe Paul, but he believed who? He believed the captain. The captain did not also believe Paul. The captain also agreed with the owner. So look at these people now. The centurion who was the military person, the security chief in the, on, on the ship. The owner of the ship who had the financial interest. And then the one who had the skill. Three of them were in agreement. And they set on the journey. When trouble came, did you hear the centurion? Did you hear the ship owner? Did you hear the captain? Troubles are for distinguishing those who know God. The Bible says those who know their God, they shall be what? Strong and they shall do exploits. Say, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the strong man glory in his strength. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. He said if there is anything to glory about, what should you glory? He said glory that you do what? That you understand and know the Lord who works loving kindness and justice. Now when troubles come, it separates the men from the boys. That's what happened in the ship. After first two, three days of no sun, no, the compass depends on communication with the staff. The captain didn't know where he was. The ship owner didn't know whether he would see tomorrow. The centurion, all hope was lost. In that crowd, only the apostle Paul could communicate with heaven. And he became automatically the captain of that ship. Listen to me, people of God. When you handle your challenges right, it doesn't take you down. It takes you higher. Say amen, somebody. When you handle it right... And thank God this privilege is open to everybody. 
is open to everybody. Paul prayed and the Lord in response sent an answer. And that is why even for our country now at this time, brethren, in as much as we would wish for a particular person to be in government or for a particular person not to be in government, our hope must never be built on them. You see, if everything were right, then we can look at them. But with the times that we're in, we sang the song, only God can deliver this nation. Forget about the people who are making mockery of Nigerians for being religious. Religion is not the solution. What responded to Paul the Apostle was not religion. It was an, an angel of the Lord who does not need plane to fly. He landed on the ship and spoke to Paul. And the same Paul in that same ship became the compass of that vessel. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? These are realities. It's not religion. Re religion would have been if every day Paul just gathered and said, no, there was contact. You see, spirituality is different from religion. There is contact. There is a world out there that is beyond our world. Before we had GSM, if somebody was stuck, if you didn't know about GSM or mobile phones, and you were here and were hearing the voice of somebody on his phone, what would you say? Juju. But technology has opened it. Now you can even see somebody. Praise God. And the person is right there with you. But before now, 1980, did you think it was possible? You didn't because you never knew. So spirituality is what brings you into a consciousness that the God we serve is spirit. And those who worship him, they worship her in spirit and truth. It means that when you become a worshiper of God, you don't just exist physically, you also exist what? In the spirit. So the whole people, passengers in the boat, were supposed to be under the same condition. The centurion, the soldiers, the ship owner, you know, all of them were under the same condition. And Paul, being a human being, was somehow under the same condition. But because Paul was a spiritual man, he was able to send for help. He was able to contact his God. And the Bible said the God, the God he contacted, this God, sent his angel to assure Paul that this journey you have embarked upon, you're going to do what? You will arrive to your destination. And then they made that statement so that we don't take it for granted because it's very important. They make that He said your God, I need to show you something from He said your God has also what? granted to you that's verse 24 your god has also granted to you all those who sail with you please help me put the living bible there so we see it say your god has an answer to your request it says what god has granted your request and what and will save the lives of all those say which means it was a high possibility that that whole ship and the passengers could have gone down and only Paul will arrive at his destination. And you know what? It would have just been normal because on the final day, in the final analysis, praise the Lord, only those who are born of the Spirit will make it to heaven. As simple as that. But God is a patient God. He's a long-suffering God. So doom was actually on top of those people because if you are not in the spirit then you're subject to everything on the flesh our lord jesus christ answering nicodemus said if you don't understand what i'm saying at this level how will you understand if i begin to speak of heavenly things 
And then in John 1, we are told, he that is born of the flesh is what? Is flesh. And he that is born of the spirit is what? So it was impossible for those men to arrive safely if not that someone in the spirit pulled them along. Say thank you for intercessors. Thank you for men whose prayers are keeping peace in Nigeria. I want you to understand that these things don't just happen. Now for them, thank God that Paul declared the word to them. But they must have thought something just changed. Things don't just change. People change things. Are you with me? Let me help you so you get what I'm trying to make at this point. You see, in Jonah, if you go to the account in Jonah, there was no storm. There was no window. Everything was all right. Jonah was in a boat. It was a safe voyage. But because Jonah was disobeying the God of all flesh and the Father of all spirits, automatically a specific terror and wind and turbulence began to fall on what? On that same boat. And the Bible says the mariners, everybody, they did all they could do to keep it from what? Continuing to keep safe. But nothing was succeeding. Why? Because somebody in that boat was what? In disobedience to the father of all spirit. And they sought to find out who was the reason. After they would thrown away everything, it remained human beings. Thank God Jonah did what? Raised his hand and said, I'm the reason. And what was his reason? He said, I'm going contrary to the instruction of the father of all spirits. He said to them, if you throw me into the water your boat will be saved. The point I'm trying to make is this. Physical problems are not only physical. Many times there is a spiritual background. There is a spiritual background. And even when they are physical, the spiritual still overrides the physical. So concerning our nation, what am I trying to say? When you and I get it right and the people of God get it right, it doesn't matter the storm. Nigeria will be preserved. In the name of Jesus. But if we don't get it right, there might be problems. So the Bible says Paul was granted those who sail with him. And then he went on and made the statement, 25. If you look at that statement, it says, Therefore, I want you to do what? Take heart, man. Take heart, man. And from here, I want to come to share something with us, which, you know, interestingly, I haven't proved it, but I received this time share. The Bible makes us understand that in the beginning when god created man he formed man out of the dust of the ground isn't it and he breathed into his nostrils the bread of life and man became a living soul and god dealt with man for a while before the woman came you know it was the man and then the animals and then there was not found a helper meat for man isn't it until god put him to sleep and formed the woman now at the fall in Acts chapter 3, at the 4, the Bible says, when the serpent came to the woman and made his proposal or deception to the woman, the Bible said the woman saw that the tree was good for food, was desirable. The woman saw all of that and then she took and ate. And then she gave to Adam to do what? Eat. I'm going somewhere, follow me. Now, the same Bible goes on and makes a, sta- a statement. It says to us that Eve was deceived. Eve was deceived, isn't it? But the Bible never said man was deceived. What happened to man? What happened to man? Eve was deceived. 
Second Corinthians 11, 3, quickly. It's, thank you. He said, but I fear lest somehow as a serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Now let's see First Timothy 2, 14. That one puts it more explicitly. It says, Eve, First Timothy 2, 14, please. It says, Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into what? Transgression. We need to deal with this. I need someone to help. What do you think happened to man? Eve was the sin. That's why when God appeared on the scene, he didn't ask Eve. Praise God. He didn't ask Eve. You see, Eve became like someone who had killed, who had committed murder, but was known to be insane. So her insanity, you know, kind of shielded her. But this morning, I want to ask you, sirs and mas, what happened to Adam? What happened to Adam? Before now, I used to think that, which may still be part of it, I used to think that Eve was deceived, but Adam rebelled. But today, looking at it, the Bible never told us Adam saw that the fruit was good for food. If you go to that verse, it says, and the woman saw. But the man ate. I'm going somewhere. I need you to think. I need you to ponder. Brethren, Paul the Apostle says, therefore, men do what? He said, take heart. Somebody hold your heart like this. You see, a man who is not sure that he will succeed on a journey, most likely will not take it. Most men would do everything right if they were sure they could do it. Why do men drink and then go to do things? Why do they, you know, take drugs and then go to do things? Because they want to get themselves sufficiently charged. Are you with me? They want to, you know, prep themselves up to the moment where they can now go to the girl and say, Ah, baby, how are you? You see, when there is nothing in their system that is pumping them up, if they see the baby, they bend their heads like this, isn't it? Men don't like failing. Men don't like attempting and failing. They want to be sure, you see. There's some dignity that God put in man. Praise the Lord. Now, in this story, the apostle Paul said to the men, he said, do what? He said, take heart. What was he saying? He said, stop that mindset that it's all over. What happened at the garden? Let me tell you what happened. When Eve ate the fruit, on this side was Eve fallen. On this side was God with his wrath. Do you know that if Adam had taken heart at that point and did not eat the fruit with Eve and took Eve by the hand and went to God and said to God the same statement he made, God, the woman you gave me has fallen, but I'm holding her. Is someone hearing me? What do you think would have happened? You think man would have fallen? No, man could not have fallen. But when a man loses hope, he loses everything. It was hope that Adam lost at the garden. Remember Eve said to the serpent, God said we should not eat it, nor even what? Touch it. When Adam saw what Eve had done, he said, oh, Barry. Technically, he committed suicide. He said there is no way out. And this morning, there are many men without hope. God has sent me to say to you, take heart. Take heart. 
it doesn't matter what has gone through you what has happened to you what you have failed in what you have failed if you lose heart man you fall it doesn't matter the news that has come it doesn't matter the circumstances you are under. It doesn't matter the wind that has blown. It doesn't matter the storm, whether it's Euroclidon. It doesn't matter. If you hold your heart, if you hold yourself and encourage yourself. The Bible said of uh, David, it said David did what? He encouraged himself. First Samuel 30, I believe verse 6 or so. He said the men that were with him, they talked of stoning him. These were his men that have been with him for years yes but they were so broken that this man said let's kill ourselves here let's kill ourselves what what do you do no family everything burnt down what do you do they said let's kill this man first and then we you know sort ourselves out but the bible said david david did what encouraged himself in the lord i think it's the living bible again the living bible said david took strength from the Lord. You see, at that point, I, I need somebody to help me. Do I? Please. Okay, Mongchi, you're not Eve. I need an Eve. Okay. Okay, Livingstone, you're, you're a fine man. Come and act as Eve. At least you're not. You can't be Eve. Okay. Um, okay. So, you come. When, when Eve had fallen, okay, just bow down a bit. Just, Eve had fallen. God was here. Adam was here. And this man was, listen, the Bible said, listen to what happened there. Adam said to God, is it not the woman you gave me? It meant at this point, that thing that they said two of them were one. Adam knew they were not one. No. But he looked, the wrath of God, the fall of Eve. What does he do? Hope should have drawn him to this side. Hopelessness. He that was standing, you know what hopelessness did? Hopelessness made him also bad. And he went and joined to Eve. But let me excuse Eve here now. You must understand that the Bible said, Eve was taken from man. Isn't it? So Eve was not taken directly from Elohim. Are you with me? Eve was taken from the ribs of man. Okay? So Eve fell. Yes, I understand. But man is standing here now. I was not taken from her. I was taken from him. Why should I conclude my story because of her destiny? Why shouldn't my standing be for her lifting? Because the one who established me has not fallen. Is somebody hearing me? I, Paul said, man, take heart because the weather is good. No. Did he say take heart because the, the storm is over? No. Did he say take heart because the ship? No. He said take heart because my God lives. The psalmist said because he lives, I cannot face tomorrow. I, I want to charge every man here. Raise your head. Because the one you're connected to does not sleep, does not slumber, has never lost a battle. He cannot fail. It's impossible. Situations, circumstances, systems, governments, vehicles, money, everything may fail. But the one they took you from. He doesn't fail. Anytime you see a man losing hope, it's because he's looking to this side. Now, let me make it clear so we don't mix it up. 
God made man out of two combinations. There was earth and there was his breath. The woman had no earth and breath. He just, she just had the improved model. Okay? So let's, let's free you now. Let's free you. The woman is out of this. So every time a man is walking, circumstances are happening, things are happening. He can interact on two levels. He can interact with the dust with which he was made. And he can also interact with the God whose breath was in his nostrils. Are you with me? Now, you can decide. And that's where many people live. They live on statistics. They live on trends. They live on facts. They live on information. They live on all of that. And you know what all of that is? It's the dust from which you were made. But the songwriter says, Zion is calling you to a higher place of praise. A higher level of existence. When Paul the Apostle stood, he did not analyze the weather. Before the journey began, he knew the weather was terrible. He knew the ship would be lost. Now, remember, he didn't know how they would survive. The only thing he had hanging was that the word of God has said what? You will make it to what? To Rome. Child of God. That is what it means to believe God. You refuse your circumstances. You refuse to identify with. You have a part to it. Or rather, it has a part in you. Because there is dust in you. But now what happens is this. The Bible talking about Abraham, still standing. The Bible talking about Abraham, God made a promise to him. Okay? And who knows for, you know, from 75 years, but let's say even when he was 30 years. You see, when Abraham was 30 years, his dust level was high. So if God said you have a child, what does it take to have a child? He'll just go and jam, you know, Sarah. Isn't it? At 40, he will still jam Sarah. At 50, he will jab. 70, he will even jab. I'll be like some politicians, I'm, you know. 75, he will even jab. Hmm. At 99 years, when God said you have a child, the Bible said, <laughs> Abraham laughed. Even Sarah herself laughed because jamming has stopped happening. What they were saying was, the dust in us cannot function again. Are you with me? He was saying that biologically we can't function again. Based on facts, we can't function again. But the Bible made a statement. The Bible says, Abraham, contrary to hope, child of God, I want you to say the word hope. Contrary to hope, in hope, believe. Everything that attacks you is trying to attack that hope. When a man wakes up in the morning or goes to bed in the night and he says to himself, it is finished. It is actually finished. But no matter how circumstances hit a man and he sees darkness, he says, tomorrow is another day. That man cannot be buried. It will be impossible for that man to decompose. Because something is happening in him that is the pattern of God. And please don't mind me. This word is for every born again Christian. As long as the spirit of God is in you, you must fight the fight of faith. You must fight the good fight of faith. 
You see, I don't know where we got that idea that everything has to fall in place for it to mean that God is on my side. No, God is on my side because even though I fall seven times, what happens? I rise again. You see, let me make you understand something. The God we serve, he enjoys it when we trust him, isn't it? When do you trust a man? I give you solid chair to sit. You say you're trusting me. It's when you come to my house and you see a chair that is shaking like this. I say, no, don't worry, it won't fall. If you say to me, Pastor, no, I actually don't want to sit down. I know you don't trust me. I get what I'm saying. So God, your God, our God, is a God who has left things that way. He doesn't clear off the way. He wants you to travel on the way so that you can trust him. You see, faith honors God. Listen to me. If you cannot be seen, you, you must appreciate God. Let, let me help you. You must appreciate, you know, some things about God. If you cannot be seen, have you dealt with blind people before? You see, they can't see what you're doing. Okay? So what you say is extra important to them. God cannot be seen. So how you act in troubles is extra important to him. Because that will let him know whether you actually see him. That's why he looks for faith. So when the apostle Paul said to this man, he said, because an angel of the God to whom I belong has said, there will be no loss of life. He said, take heart. And this morning I've come to say to us, Nigerians, I'm speaking to Nigerians, praise the Lord. I mean, I'm not against, you know, running away to Canada and all of those places. But run by the word of God. Run, if the Lord says to you, go, go. God may need us to open, you know, a mission in Canada, and you might be the presiding general of us here. Praise the Lord. But go by the word of God. Praise the Lord. Your problems in Nigeria, let it also be by the word of God. Why? Because I thank God for Wednesday, because while Pastor Mecca was ministering on Wednesday, I remember that I was in my house in Antony Village. You know, this almost bringing tears to my eyes. I was in my house in Antony Village. And I, I don't know whether to call it a dream or vision. And the Lord said, you're praying for Nigeria. I said, yes, now. We need change in Nigeria. We need change. And he said to me, if I remove the bad people, who will I put? And then he said, go and raise me men that I can use. Go and what? Raise me men that I can use. Now understand, Abuja was a no. If they sent you to Abuja in those days, it meant that your boss wanted to exterminate you. Nobody came to Abuja willingly. My wife and I, we came, to, we paid for a house in Maitama Abuja, in Asokoro, sorry, without even coming to Abuja. That was the conviction we had. And brethren, we, some other things they said. He said they will consult and ask for counsel from you as they take decision. Now, brethren. Years have passed, and somehow, when I, I don't even say that, when I hear people say that, I say, well, uh, you know. But as I sat here on Wednesday, I said, the Lord, it wasn't my idea. The Lord spoke to me. And you know why it's like that? If by now, you know, Pastor Chris was a, a minister, Gigi was, um, you know, DG of uh, DSS, you know, was this, this person was that, I will feel it coming to pass, isn't it? Because I can see the men for, but if you look at the men, you know, 
there is kwashoko there is k-leg you know different challenges here and there you know all kinds of things somehow it might look as if the word of god was not meant literally but the spirit of god has come to say to you and i he said take heart for it shall be as it was told pastor Ikena. you see the, the process is that he said when i remove them i want to ask you a question how many people do you know in our public space that you can put your life on how many people now many of us voted the other side the man we voted for was it really a choice or was it a or b many people that are in offices today were they really a choice but the Bible says the eyes of the Lord are what? Running down from upon the whole earth. Searching for the one whose heart is what? Loyal that he might show you. God hasn't found men in Nigeria. And that's why many of you are still in the wilderness. Being prepared. But the day will come. Are you hearing me? A day is going to come. They will look for a teacher. They will look for a civil servant. You don't know how blessed I am. One of us there now. Governor Big Ben, how many of us know Big One of us now is on a course, you know, sponsored by, I think, United Nations, two weeks course, on anti-corruption and uh, bribery or something like that. Why? Because in his office, they have identified that this one stands out. That's what I'm called to do. It's not the number of people that come to the Father's Church. It's men that are being prepared to be instruments. In the, that's my assignment. There are people who go to the offices and announce, I'm a pastor, I'm a deacon. He didn't introduce himself, but the boss calls him pastor. So when something is come up in the office, they say, pastor, we know you won't be pastor. That's my assignment, and such people give me joy. Listen to me, take heart, because God's words will come to pass in this nation. It might tarry, but it will surely what? come to pass. Why? Because he has said it. What is the testimony of many Christians that have tasted power? What is the testimony? That's why we can't see complete change. God is not just going to endorse anybody now. He's not in a hurry. God has time. He inhabits eternity. Praise the Lord. So I've come to speak to those men under preparation. I've come to speak to those women because not just the men, the women. I've come to speak to those young people. It doesn't matter the circumstance that you're going through. Keep your hope in God. The Bible said Abraham, contrary to hope, it meant even he himself said to himself, Abraham, you can't do it. And then he said, well, because God said so, what will I do? I will put my hope in God. Listen to me, brethren. Let me help us. Because the word comes. It does not mean, you see, the, the, devil, the devil is a goat. How many of us know that? The devil has the nature of the goat. You will pull a goat. I want to take a goat from this point to this point. Okay? If I pull the goat, it will struggle, isn't it? If I beat it, it will move a little. If I pull it again, what will it do? Will it move? It will still struggle. If I beat it, it will move, Abby. If I pull, will he now know that if I beat it, it will move? Therefore, let it move. The God has no sense. Do you know that after the word came, that there will be no loss of lives? Do you know that the soldiers brought out swords to kill them? I want you to understand something. You see, if I achieve one thing this morning, it will be okay. I want you to live here 
And when you see challenges and trials and tribulations, you laugh at them. That's all I want to, to get with you. When you see apparent failure, as long as God is on the throne, who can say it is over in a football match when the referee has not blown the whistle? Eh? Who else has whistle in a football match? The whistle of the, how do they even differentiate between the whistle of the fans and the whistle of the referee? I never forget the story, Pastor Chris. You know you told me that story. There was a football match, and the governor of the state had told the referee, my team must win. Second half, for five minutes, the team hadn't won. He was looking for opportunity to give penalty. 50 minutes, the team hadn't. 55 minutes, 60 minutes, second half. 65, the game was going on. It became dark. The man didn't stop the game. And because he didn't stop it, the players could not stop when your God says it's not over, nobody can call it off. And that God is the God that is speaking to you today. He said, believe in me. Then the apostle made a statement that is very key. He said to them, take heart, take heart, men. Take heart, brethren. Take heart, fellow sailors. Take heart, take heart. For we believe God. No, that's not what he said. That's not what he said. Because if he said, take heart, for we believe God. If one amongst them did not believe, he would have nullified what he said. But he said, take heart. Me, I believe God. If you don't believe me, for my sake, we will get to where we're going. What he was saying was, I'm removing the link between you and the performance. I'm saying I put my hope in God and that hope will bring you out. Some parents here, because of your trust in God, it doesn't matter what the child does. The child will only be hurting himself or herself because your faith in God puts a rope on that child. It says take heart for what? I. The spirit of the Lord show. It said that I, you can look at it as one. Didn't this I sought for myself a man? How many men? A man. If I can find one who holds me. You see, one of the things we must appreciate is this. Numbers are very important. True. But sometimes you must understand. The other day I was watching a documentary on the 9-11. And I saw how about 11 men changed the world. You know, those terrorists. 11 or 12 of them. I saw how they just changed the world. With, with that thing they did, everything about travel has changed. 11, 12 of them changed the whole world. Now, what makes you think? That what you alone do cannot change the world. What makes you think that your faith, your tenacity, your courage, your resoluteness will not change the world? What makes you think that there is not a generation that will live life differently because of your testimony? You see, people don't understand this thing. Teamwork is beautiful. Fellowship is beautiful. But people, you see, there, somebody changes things. And that somebody doesn't have to be your neighbor. That somebody can be you. You know, you know we grew up, you know, ah, all men, ah, all men must cheat. By the mercy of God, since I got married, I don't even, well, I, you know, in this church we're huggers. I've been hugging and hugging and hugging. But not hugging with feel. Nothing like that. You see, I invited, you know, somebody I met, you know, I can't remember where I met. I think I met him at uh, Sedi, no, no, uh, Silverbell. A young man, he was, you know, he lived in America. I invited him to church. You know, he came one or two times. And then one day he called me on the phone. And he said, ah, hey, 
He said, I don't understand. He said, you look good. You know, you, you, you dress well. You know, but I noticed you don't have, you know, ladies and all of that hanging around you. He said, how are you able to do it? I never thought about the question. You know why? Because the grace of God, the mercy of God, the revelation of God has so taken this man over. So if you're there thinking that every man must play around, I've been in a whole duplex one night with a young lady that wanted to have something with me. I was sent on as the way I locked my room, even if she became violent, I put something by the door. I've not even told my wife. I'm telling you, I I'm telling you. Because I was a financial controller, so it was in her interest in any way to, if she could get, I mean, she would start enjoying favors. I didn't eat. I came back, entered the room, locked the door. I said, there is danger in this house. Praise the, coming out in the morning, the way I came out and ran away, you would think something was pursuing me. Listen, you don't know who depends on you. People say, all men are this. No, not all men are this. One man is different. And you can be that one man. You can be that one man. Do you understand? It, it's nothing. They say everybody has a price. No, everybody doesn't have a price. It depends on how cheap they are. Cheap things are bought in quantities. Precious things, they deal with them one by one. Tell yourself I'm precious. I don't fill up the number. You can't say, ah, this is how it... No, no. Every person, no. No, every person, no. Paul says, I. Joshua said the same thing. He said, I don't know about you. But as for me, <laughs> hallelujah. Joshua said, as for me and my house, what? He said, I'm not forcing you. May the Lord raise us people in government that will say to commissioners, to sex, to all of them, I don't know about you, but as for me, on my honor as a child of God, I will do the right thing. Brethren, it doesn't need two people. You don't need to agree with them. Thank God for the short film we were shown. The man didn't agree with them. You don't have to agree. Who told you? The apostle Paul says, I, the spirit of the Lord, say one is enough. And because he believed God, they gave us the number 276 souls were saved. Do you know how many will be saved when they hear your story? Many years ago also, let, let me share these testimonies. I mean, God, just, just take all the glory. I had a business, I've shared this several times here, and it wasn't bad. I mean, I was making brokerage, and I just, I just said no now, but I'm a pastor. You know, everybody in this office should respect me. You know, in the bank where I was, you know, negotiating uh, funds from um, corporations, they invest in banks, and I get an, a spread, you know. But I just felt it was a bit, you know, this, disrespectful to me as a pastor if I come and they're raising checks for me, you know, and they say, what job did you do? He says, brokerage on the money you brought. So after some time, I went to the people that I was doing the business with and said to them, to, incidentally, the two of them were pastors, the one in the bank and the one in the organization. And I said to them, I, I, I don't feel comfortable to continue with this. And they easily, I mean, just, I mean, the contact has been made. So they continued with the business that were making the money. Brethren, after a few years, one of the pastors died. It happened that this guy was a multi-billionaire. He was stealing from the organization he was working. And was marrying another, he had another family that we didn't know. Now, imagine if I was saying we are pastors and we are doing business together. Now, that kind of pastor I be. One, one, 
You don't need to agree with. You don't need to have a conference and say from today now, let all of us know. The other day we were discussing and we realized that the Bible made it clear. It said when the end will come, it said two will be on the bed. One will be taken. It said two will be in the field. How many will be taken? One will be taken. Nobody can hinder you. Let nobody deceive you. Ah, this is Nigeria. You can't survive. Yes, this is Nigeria. That's the more reason you should be distinct. Young people that are here, they tell you in this time, you must fool around. Don't fool yourself. If you're not a believer, I understand. You're ruled by your human nature. You're ruled by the flesh. But if you have the spirit of God, you see the apostle Paul speaks to so He says, I think, I believe Philippians 4, 1, 3. He says, I can do how many? All things through Christ's word, which strengthens me. It means I can say no. You know, we don't preach no in church. Holy Spirit getting taken, taken. We can say no. At the time I was saying about this, the money was big money. It wasn't small money. It was a lot of money, and I needed it. I didn't have any other job. But do you know what happened? That's how, sorry, that's how I started telling the story. Someone was telling me that in Canada, in their church, that this lady always uses Pastor Ikena to preach to the people in their church. Because one man, because she was in working in the bank, so she knew. I say I believe God. That's what it's about. I, not we. I, I, not all of us, not my church. At my church, we believe. No, no. When Jesus answered that woman at the well, the question, and said to her, You see, don't look for which mountain is better. Jesus was answering, It's not the congregation, it's not the denomination. It's not where you go. It's not whether you're deeper or your, you know, mountain or your river. It's not, uh, it's not the size of your church or the name. Of, he said all of that. It doesn't matter. He said, but the Father is looking for what? One thing. He's looking for those who worship Him how? in spirit and truth. He said it's a personal thing. So when the apostle began to say, I believe God. Thank God. He didn't throw it open to them to say, believe with me. He just said, I believe God and you now have been preserved because of me but he wasn't going too far because our Lord Jesus Christ also himself the Bible says he surrendered even though he was equal with God made himself of no reputation humbled himself to the point of the death of the cross isn't it and then he went to the cross when he died what did he die for he had no sin he did that one person for the sin of the rest of us so that through him, through faith in him, no man needs to go to hell. He did that one for us. And the Bible says, as he is, so have we been made. Jesus, our first fruit. You and I are the runners of what will change because of you. Let's bow our heads in prayer. I want you to say that statement and ask yourself, is it true of me? There are so many testimonies I can share. By this time last day, the option for me was maybe preach with a, a wheelchair or something because of the pain. But somehow I said it wouldn't be a nice sight. You know, sit down. Or, I, I, I just, I said, no, I, I would. For, I mean, for, I, I'm looking, the testimony I was yet shared. But, but I said, this thing will be sweeter when I'm healed divinely. And I stand, I share it. And for that sake, I've made choices over and over again. Somebody is in church and there's a situation. 
there are persons whose lives, whose destinies are dependent on your action, on your choice. Can you say with the Apostle Paul, your life is preserved because of me? Well, first things first, do you believe God? Do you believe God? Can you say inside of you, not to the preacher, can you say to yourself, self talking to self, the psalmist said, so. Can you say to yourself this morning, I believe God. Can you say to yourself, I'm down. Things have worked. Everything, like, 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 like Jacob said, all things are against me. Can you say to yourself, yet I will trust in the Lord. There's somebody here this morning that needs to say to himself, Jesus, you did it for me. And you have called me to follow you. I will follow you. I want to make two calls this morning. I'll make it clear before I pray. I'm going to pray for those who from today will say they will stand. It's not by might, it's not by power. But those who from today will say they will stand. You see, the enemy is fighting the hope of people. Is fighting the assurance of people. People give up because they feel ah they can't do these things. Ah, I can't do it. Ah, I can't do it. But I've come to tell you that the God you and I serve is a God who promises to never leave you nor forsake you. And I want to beg you, wives, never think it's over with your husband. Never think it's over with that man. In fact, never think it's over for any human being. We have a president today who was almost a pauper for years. We saw him during the campaigns. We saw how gaunt he was looking. We, we, we know his story. Never think it is over for any human being. People have been brought from dunghills. And transformed and turned around people have been changed all over so I will pray for hope to come alive to be rekindled I'll pray for those that the enemy has beaten down and that spirit of depression will be cast away that spirit of failure that spirit that has made you not to dream again will deal with that but first I want to deal with those who are saying to me preacher today Jesus Savior of the world He died for me I want to surrender my life to Him You are here this morning Jesus is here to save you He did not die for His sins He died for our sins And on a day like this I myself I took my own life And placed it in His hands and that's why I can tell you the things I'm telling you. Because he's a master builder. He's a dependable friend. He's a redeemer. He's a savior. He's the one that he can change a man. My testimony with God is that he changed me. I never used to be like this. I never used to be like this. Jesus placed his hand on this man you're looking at. And he turned my life around. 
that same Jesus is here to seek and to save you you're here and you're saying Peter I want that touch on my life then you can raise your hand anywhere you are you may be young now this is the best time to do it that from today from today Jesus becomes Lord master the builder the establisher the author the finisher of your faith I can pray with you Jesus do this for me then raise your hand please anywhere you are raise that hand so I can pray with you anywhere you are Jesus save me turn my life around make me your own make me your own anywhere you are so we can take that prayer quickly you surrender your life today will mark a new day a turn around in that life okay we'll take the second prayer this second prayer is for men and women and anyone who has been beaten by life and at a point you wonder any hope the Lord has sent me to you to say don't look to the dust don't look down he said I'm by your side anybody that wants this hope rekindled I want you to come out maybe there's an infirmity a sickness that has gone on and on you believe God at some point but you've just almost come to marry that condition I'm seeing ladies I expect more men your, 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 your life has hit you. you you had dreams I want you to come with conviction you, you had dreams you had a plan this, this was how things should be but it's as though serially everything has gone wrong and, and you see yourself waking up and you, you just don't see you just don't see as you come out I want you to begin to remember the God Paul said the God to whom I belong the God to whom I belong I want you to begin to establish your relationship with God for somebody it may be the day of your salvation for somebody it may be the day of some visitation it may be some encounter with the Lord I want you to establish that Paul says the God to whom I belong I belong to God I'm not my own when I got into that marriage I didn't get it for I looked to you God when I started this journey I looked to you God life has tried to keep your mouth shut but this morning you're going with a new anointing you're going with a fresh lease the spirit of the Lord is breathing life into you is breathing life the lies of the devil you see the, the, the bible says thank you holy spirit the, the bible said for days neither sun nor stars were seen you know what the enemy blindfolds you you see no hope you see no future but i can bet you brothers and sisters i can bet you some of the best things that have happened in your life the night before it did not look like it 
is someone hearing me some of the best things that you have experienced in life the day before the hour before did not look like it the enemy keeps the sun the stars everywhere is dark you can't see so that you will refuse to see when the lifting comes but your eyes are being opened now because there is a helper there is a redeemer there is a lifting up for the people of God I want you to begin to say to yourself my hope I place in you my hope I place in you my confidence I place in you you can agree with Abraham I don't look like it everything is against me all the facts say no hope but thank God I'm not putting hope in me I am putting hope in my God the apostle Paul says I believe God not myself if I were a motivational speaker I'll be telling you believe in yourself that's not my assignment because I know that I have failed me I know that I can do nothing of my own self our Lord Jesus Christ said without me you can do nothing that's not my assignment I've not come to talk to you about yourself you would even bear witness with yourself how many times yourself has failed you but there is a redeemer there is Jesus Christ the Son of God the one who calls those things that be not as though they are that God is your God and this morning he's in your spirit he's saying talk to me he's saying call on me and I will answer you and I will show you I want you to connect with him this morning that's what he sent me to do he said this man these people they have lost hope some of them have occupied a position and they are just into it but God is saying don't be too comfortable there because I'm bringing you out I make all things new I turn things around I am your God it's not over with you the storm the wind all of that may have blown but there is a life that is coming you may lose the vessel you may have lost some things I'm not telling you that the soldiers won't try I'm not telling you but I'm telling you that you'll be able to write your story I said that when it came to the end your God your God your God your God arose on your behalf father I pray for this once you are the God who has assured us that your word will not return to you void but it shall accomplish that to which he has been sent your word has come Lord let it enter them let it enter them let it penetrate circumstances situations trends there are some trends that have to end there are some trends that you're looking at and there is no hope but there is a God in heaven there is a God in heaven I stand as his minister today to bring the word to you keep that hope alive because very soon the substance of the things that you hope for will come to pass and you will have a testimony father we bless you let your name be exalted in everyone that has called to you in everyone I rebuke the hand of the enemy I rebuke the pattern of the enemy I say let there be a turnaround I speak life I speak life I speak raising I speak the glory of God I speak the joy of the Lord I speak the garment of praise I speak the oil of gladness I speak faith I speak the joy of the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ.
in the name of Jesus Christ just give him praise give him praise give him praise give him praise you can return to your say give him praise give him praise give him praise father we thank you let's rise on our faith church father we'll bless you our king and our God we extol you we worship you we worship you we worship you let's just appreciate the Lord our time is gone I'm done let's appreciate the Lord choir please come I, I just want to say thank you Lord father we thank you Lord we thank you don't stop put those hands together let's thank him 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 his word will prevail the Bible says the word grew mightily and it prevailed his word will prevail it will prevail it will prevail the word will come to pass in my life I'm lifted my head is raised up thank you oh Lord my God for in Jesus Christ's name we have prayed you've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church we are sure you've been blessed we invite you to worship with us at Eden Center Banex Kwarimpa Expressway near Next Kashinkari, Abuja for telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404 you can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you